Hello and welcome to the 45th episode of Inherited Will, a One Piece podcast. A weekly podcast discussing each week's manga chapter and a reread of past chapters. My name is Thomas. And I'm Jordan. Uh, now, I know just last week we said we were going to be reading comments and emails every week, but uh, aside from one that I suspect is a bot, didn't get any this week. So, shout out to Daniel. Uh, if you're not a bot, I'm sorry, um, but I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> uh, before we actually get started today, I'd like to once again ask you at home to leave a review or a like or a subscribe or whatever you got, depending on your platform. And also to share us around if you've got a One Piece loving bud. Uh, we would, of course, appreciate that in a big way. With all that stuff out of the way, we'll be jumping on into Chapter 1042, then later Chapters 514 through 524. Alright, what do you got for this cover page? Here's what I got. Uh, I hate oven's color scheme <laughs> he looks fine here in uh black and white mm-hmm. but his anime colors have his like weird club head uh orange yeah and i had to color it today and it made them look stupid <laughs> so uh that's my personal vendetta against charlotte oven aside from that though just transporting the book <laughs> to the main island for some reason yeah, this isn't the most exciting one. Pudding looks peeved a little bit. I assume she's just still mad at Niji and Yoji. I don't think she's crossed it. Like, they're being moved. No, no, I wouldn't think so. I have no idea where this is going. I assume we'll be checking back in with uh, Judge and Ray-Gi? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes, Judge, Reiju, and uh, Ichiji are all still free. It's going to make it a little bit harder to be rescued if they're at the main island of Whole Cake. But but not that much harder. Yeah, I mean, unless Katakuri is revived and is chilling there <laughs> right now, uh, or, you know, whenever they get around to making their invasion happen, it's not going to be any harder for them to get it there as opposed to here. No, not in a meaningful way. But I do appreciate that Brulee is there to make the trip a little bit easier on Oven. Well, yeah, gotta get a cameo in when you can. Absolutely. Uh, That takes us into the chapter itself, 1042, The Victor Needs No Epithet. What the heck is this chapter, man? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's a real whirlwind. This guy in particular, uh, the CP0 man, goes from looking like a real chump to, uh, I mean, he's fine by the end of the chapter, but I suspect he may not be so <laughs> by the time the next one begins. But. I feel like this dude has a lot of tricks up his sleeve. We'll see. I guess so. But for the moment, he has been stabbed in the back by Drake. Um, I assume this is shortly after the Ezo debacle of last chapter. Uh, then he made a curious remark. He asks Drake... To explain himself. Why'd you do this, basically? To which Drake responds, It's my justice, man. Mm. <laughs> That's all I got. Uh, and then the CP0 guy says that he's jealous of him. Yeah, What's I... What's up with that? I did not get this exchange at all. Like, does this dude have to work against his free will? I mean, it's his job to follow the justice, basically, that the world government decides is just. Mm-hmm. Um... So I guess if you were a free-thinking individual, that would kind of suck. But, you know, he's beefy. There's no reason he can't just leave if he wanted to. Well, yeah, he didn't have to take this job, we assume. Yeah, that's true. Well, I don't know, because there are theories out there that the kids that um, we suspect Big Mom ate back in the day mm-hmm. somehow survived and went on to become CP0 agents. Um but specifically, it is confirmed that uh, Mother Caramel's like child slave trade operation was to basically groom future cypherpole agents. Oh. Um, so they, in many cases, kind of were forced into this particular line of work. Okay. 
Okay. Then yeah, like they must just this this person must have their own, you know, ideals and uh values that they wish they could do more to promote, but uh they're stuck. I wasn't expecting to get characterization out of this nameless CP0 guy, but I like it. I guess I'm glad he's getting a little bit of personality. It's yeah. It's bizarre to me how this one chapter has turned this like nothing character that frankly, I have like, I I didn't think he was much of anything. He's just one obstacle here, but now suddenly like, okay, there's a lot of potential here. We got, we got something we can uncover. Yeah. Up until now he's had very little personality. So all we could judge him on was his actions, which is just, off-screening our friends yes yeah, bad stuff <laughs> indeed so this is this is a fun twist so we'll see where this goes mm-hmm. uh but speaking of him hurting our friends drake is dead again oh my god yeah he finger pistols him right in the freaking trachea yeah that's not great for our boy but he's walked away from situations like this before sure but like that's a lot of blood <laughs> i mean in real life your carotid artery is like right there that's true. But, uh, what's his name? Uh, Apu walked away from literally this is that attack not all that long ago. <laughs> so Okay, fair. And just judging because he's a Zoan type, I assume Drake is tankier than Apu. <laughs> yeah. One Piece uh, anatomy is just a little different, and that's a good thing. Indeed. Kind of bummed out that Drake is made a fool of a second time, but he got a good attack in, so. He did. That's something. Well, we think. Yeah, um, well. He did well, kind of just flip off of the sword, no problem. I mean, there's blood, so indeed. did something. But uh, I'm bummed that everyone in the flower capital seems to be having the time of their life, just totally unaware of the pure chaos above them. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a mess for them pretty soon. Very curious to see where Oda's going with this lantern thing he's been building up for like a billion chapters. Yeah. Yeah, I'm almost expecting some form of explosion, firework, lantern combo. Uh, that would be neat. If, like, I mean, depending on where it goes beyond the end of this chapter, where there's a pretty massive twist of fate. Hmm. Um, but maybe, like, Luffy deals at some point a real heavy blow to Kaido, where he's, like, one HP away from uh, being down, right? And then they set off fireworks or something, and that's like what deals the the actual final <laughs> blow to Kaido. So it's like the Wano people are the ones like putting him down. That would be yeah. amazing. Maybe it's something slightly less silly than the specifics I just described. But, uh, sure, but something like know, that. Add some Oda magic onto that, and you got a story finisher right there. Quite so. Uh, speaking of Kaido, though, we're back on the roof now, where he is trying his best to deal with this hydra attack that uh, luffy started last chapter uh he's not doing so great he blots some of the hits but takes many he takes them in stride though like you gotta give him that the man doesn't back down he's shown to still be like just kind of thinking it through while being beaten down he is yeah. he, he's he's doing all right He's taking a lot of hits, but he's not, like, being knocked around by him, right? He doesn't seem yeah. to have moved at all yeah. from that spot. Uh, and I hate that we have to consider this possibility, but Kaido says it, so it's on the page, so we gotta. <laughs> Kaido makes a mental comment here. Uh, Luffy is bending the trajectory of his attacks, which Kaido says should be impossible for rubber. So... That statement, combined with all this other stuff about Luffy's devil fruit maybe being special in some capacity, sure is starting to look more and more likely that that is the case. Yeah, yeah, it's not my favorite development that we get here. Indeed. Luffy's used a similar attack at this against Katakuri, mm-hmm. and it wasn't really justified then either. no. <laughs> I've been wondering about this for a while. It's cool as all heck. No doubt about that. But like, 
How and why? <laughs> I saw like a Reddit thread that was trying to justify it. When the fists change direction, it's like he's using uh, like Skywalker to change the direction using his like. Know what? How so he's like punching really fast and bouncing off of the air? Yes. But I don't understand how he would be able to use that mid-punch. You know, like if he's throwing the punch, that's the speed, right? How would he accelerate his fist after his punch has been launched? Well, that's that's also the direction. Like if you were to try to bounce any way other than directly back... Like, I don't see how you would change the angle with that. You know what I'm saying? Indeed. I don't think there's any way to science our way through this. It's just a thing Luffy can do unless it turns out that uh, Devil Fruit is special in some way. Yeah. Uh, or it's, Well, could it be part of Awakening? I was just thinking that, too. Where he's making <laughs> the air more elastic and he's bouncing off of it? Yeah, maybe it's like a little proto-Awakening yeah mm, kind of hope it is mini awakening leading to like a full awakening later in the fight uh rather than luffy's being the uh the devil fruit of destiny or yeah. whatever the uh the goro say are freaking out about uh for the moment though uh, kaido's having a rough go but he's being real cute about it <laughs> <laughs> it's so bonkers like <laughs> I, again, I love the the characterization. <laughs> it's not what I expected at all, but I am so here for it. Cutie Pie Kaido being all flirtatious with our boy. Uh, the drunken better mode, it says. It's even got hearts. Two hearts, as a matter of fact. <laughs> and a star. <laughs> <laughs> this man winks better than uh, Duval does. That's true. I don't know if it was uh, with the aid of Luffy's punch or not, but it's happening. Indeed. Uh, good for you, Kaido. Keep it up. <laughs> I'm liking you more and more with each passing chapter. Oh, yeah. Uh, Luffy's grumpy about that, though. He's mad about this whole still drunken situation. But, uh, Kaido doesn't really respond to that, but uh, apparently he can use Future Sight. Yeah, we were. to do so. We were very wrong to think that he didn't. Well, yeah, last week or whenever, I think I made a comment that, like, I don't think that would jive very well with his drunken state. But apparently Kaido is just the man and can do it anyway. <laughs> <sighs> I guess it is simply Katakuri that sucks. Yeah, maybe he's more of a small fry than we ever knew. Well, I don't want to shit on Katakuri too much. Maybe it's like... Katakuri's like always using future sight, right? Mm. So to maybe maybe to keep it up always like he does, it requires you to be calm. But to use it like as needed, it's not as complicated. Well, also like uh, it's it's almost like you have to reach a point of zen, and that's different for different people. Like the point of zen is to just be thinking about what's going on kind of so like if you need to distract yourself with certain things that's great if you need to be just Why calm and meditating there yeah it's <laughs> great cool <laughs> if you're responsible about it sure kaido's never heard of responsibility <laughs> true uh but different flavors for different people basically i'm i'm willing to accept that indeed uh then using that future site uh he slips by luffy's attacks he says he's copying him. I don't really see how that is, but I think he's just moving really fast. Yeah, is that really? I don't think Luffy has a copyright on <laughs> moving quick. Um, but if so, Kaido's getting sued for sure. Oh yeah, Luffy's got great lawyers. I am also slightly amused that previously Kaido going into this larger full dragon form. It just made him a larger target for an easier beatdown. But uh, now, now it's his fast mode. That's true. Yeah. I guess strange. he's just a versatile guy. Indeed. 
maybe using it now in conjunction with future site changes things. Which, you know, that made sense if he wasn't yeah, using future sure. site before. Um, it would have made sense he would take more hits. But uh, not great for Luffy. He gets munched. Munched and crunched. Oh, and he's having a bad time with it. Indeed. Uh, this sequence, though, real sick. <laughs> oh, yeah. I like oh, it a lot. Yeah. Oh, my God. I know that I say this a lot, but hey, in the anime, they're going to spend a lot of money on this one. <laughs> Without a doubt. You're going to get the bid time animators on this one for sure. Oh, yes. Uh, Probably like this run of a few episodes, honestly. Mm-hmm. The anime's about to get to the... Uh, the chapter 1000 bit when they first get to the roof. And I think uh, Ishitani's on that, I heard. so That's going to be great. Indeed. Uh, but yeah, Kaido eats Luffy. Spiral flies into the sky. Luffy does some thrashing, which Kaido is not all that concerned about, I guess. Why would um, he be? Yeah. He's got a tanky innards, too, even though he didn't before. <laughs> uh, but it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we're just told that. Kaido's insides are more vulnerable. So, like, still pretty tanky for Kaido's standards, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, spits him out, hits him with a point-blank boro breath. Big blast, shoots it straight through the entirety of Onigashima, taking Luffy with him all the way. Uh, but Luffy manages to escape the blast once it has pierced all the way through by swapping into Bound Man. I love that he still uses all these different forms. Yeah, and this is the first time he's like swapped between them on the fly. That's pretty dope. Hockey control upgrade for our boy. Feels good. Yeah, bound to happen and glad it's here. Quite so. Uh, using Bound Man, he returns to the roof. Kaido's amused <laughs> uh, and looking a little bit sleepy in that panel. <laughs> Yeah, he's been doing a lot. Give him a break. Indeed. Uh, Luffy's getting a little bit stressed out, though. Uh, he already said before, this is his final gear fourth, and he doesn't know how much time he has left in it. The man charges up another big old punch while trading some barbed words with Kaido. Oh, man. Gotta kick you out, or else the Wano people are going to be suffering. To which uh, Kaido basically responds, yeah, but like samurai suck. All they do is either their weaklings who shun violence or even the warriors kind of mentally give up in their heads by glorifying death <laughs> the way they do. Uh, which is pretty similar to what Usopp <laughs> was saying not all that long ago. Yeah, that's true. That's an interesting little comparison. Uh, Usopp confirmed for Kaido crewmate. <laughs> no, this just this just confirms his conqueror's hockey. Without a doubt. That's already been confirmed a few times over, I think. <laughs> uh, but, you know, Luffy's not having it. He thinks the samurai are strong. Slams him with an overcalm gun. Uh, while he's charging up another Boro breath, mind you. So he gets hit with the attack, and his own laser blows up in his mouth. So that's not great. Yeah, he's definitely feeling this one but it's just it's just not enough man yeah kaido is the tankiest man alive he goes straight from that back to his base form and hits luffy with another thunder bagua it's a mess like this is just easy for him at this point Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the man is just getting stronger and stronger mid-fight it seems that's usually luffy's thing (laughs) yeah well when I mean, you can just switch to this nasty, nasty, bloodthirsty drunk mode. Yeah. Probably should have led with that one, I think. <laughs> but his intent was not to finish the fight quickly. He was having yeah. fun all this time. Uh, but taking that hit made Sloofy lose some air from his inflation. Uh, which, you know, distressing for him because loses that air and Gear 4 is over. Uh, charges up another big ol' attack. I'm assuming it's the same one from before, because he leads with over. Uh, just it like looks before. the same. Indeed. Uh, and he even says here, if this one last hit doesn't work, that's it. <laughs> I'm done for. Uh, fortunately for him, an unexpected circumstance occurs. Uh, the CP0 guy from before has made it up here. 
uh, grabs Luffy's arm and goes into iron body mode, which I assume both distracts Luffy and also holds his arm in place, um, which allows Kaido to get a quick advantage off him and slam him with uh, his big old club. Luffy's but... <laughs> <laughs> but, he says. But what, Jordan? But what's going on on this last panel? Why does Kaido look so, like, worried? He looks like he's having almost a panic attack there because uh, of CP0. Uh, I think it is because this situation has literally happened to him before. Uh, see over on the right, these two little panels with Odin and Momonosuke? Yeah. Uh, this was during their brief conflict, when uh, right after Odin gave him his scar, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kaido, similarly similarly to now with his fight with Luffy, was getting hype over having a challenge. But then uh, that transforming lady, um, the one who had uh, oh, yeah. fruit, uh interrupted the fight by distracting Odin, which yeah. allowed Kaido to get a bit of tack off on him, finishing the fight right there and then. Right. And now it's happening exactly like that again <laughs> with Luffy. Uh, oh, he's going to be pissed. Yeah, that's why I was saying before. I think the CP0 guy is going to be dead in two yeah. or three seconds. Yeah, I gotcha. I mean, I don't Yeah, I don't see how he's tanky enough to survive this. I don't know how Luffy's going to be tanky enough to survive this. Yeah, he said if this attack doesn't work, he's done. And then he didn't land the attack and he took another big hit. Yeah. Luffy's not usually one to undersell himself, you know? No. He's like the overconfidence guy. <laughs> he's been fighting for a long time, too. Like, he's been putting in the work here. Now, I mean, this could be a situation similar to Law and Kid, where, you know, just just kidding. Not really. But Yeah, but that's not very Luffy-like. No, and it's not how this is built up, either. Like, right. It would shock me if that happened, but I don't know. Luffy's not down. I mean, he's down, probably, uh, but he's not dead. Is he going to get a dose of that Zoro medicine? I hope not. That'd be pretty... It didn't work out so great for Zoro. <laughs> yeah, like, that's not, that's not good. That's not going to cut it. Are some of the... Uh, some of the samurai are gonna come back in some way. I don't see how they would make a difference. Mm. Like everyone is so exhausted at this point, except Every, for Kaido. Right. Every beefer on Team Luffy is out of gas already, except for Jinbei is probably the strongest guy that's still going pretty strong. But Jinbei is busy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, the samurai said, or Raizo said, the samurai were preparing something. Right. Some sort of preparations were made. Um, so maybe that has something to returning to the roof to fight Kaido, but I don't know. Tinamon seemed pretty content to let Luffy take over. Mm-hmm. And I think it would kind of be a bit of a peg down for my opinion of Tinamon if he doesn't trust Luffy to handle this. It seems like he should. Well, that's the thing. Everyone's trusting Luffy to handle this. And suddenly he's not handling it. It's not his fault. Like, someone interrupted the duel, right? Like, mm-hmm. they're both going to be pissed if conscious. <laughs> right. And I'm not even entirely sure if that last attack of Luffy's would have ended Kaido if it had landed. I don't well, think it's it would've. just the same thing. Like, yeah. it's the same thing. He's in his hybrid form. He could have known what to expect. He's using the future sight. Like, he probably just would have swung and hit his fist. That's that's just hockey on hockey again. And then Indeed. Luffy would have been hit and done. He's in his bloodthirsty drunk form now. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a power boost for him. Oh boy. I really don't know where this goes from here. I mean, maybe this turns into like a last-ditch effort. All the straw hats come up here. And we get that group fight to try and put down Kaido for good. But everyone's real tired. And Kaido's still going strong. Even if it's all of the Straw Hats and Kid and Law 
and the kid pirates and the the heart pirates like <laughs> you're just adding so many small things that it's it's almost never gonna overcome this mountain that is kaido maybe marco's doing something he's scheming marco's very know. busy with the baboon and the dog yeah i know i know <laughs> He's got more important things on his plate right now. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he wants to try to feed some mochi to Kaido. Maybe. Or Dongo? What is it? Uh, Keepy Dongo. Yeah. Dongo. Yeah, feed some ka- Dongo the, to Kaido. He'll love call it. Call millet dumplings. In the... Millet dumplings, yeah. Indeed. So we'll see how this goes, I guess. I'm pretty stressed out about it. <laughs> Oh this yeah, I'm sitting here on I pins expect. and needles, man. I mean, I'm pleased that we're getting another plot twist in this fight. Oda said years ago that he thinks the audience would be disappointed if Luffy defeated Kaido just because his punch was strong. Yeah. Um, so it doesn't seem like that's the way it's going to go now, which is great. But uh, I, I don't know. This is <laughs> an unexpected twist that I am not mentally prepared to deal with. Yeah, but I know, I just know that once it's resolved, I'm gonna love it. Like, this is the perfect setup for something spectacular to happen. Pretty jazzed about it. Yeah, they've never Uh, been at a lower point, really. mm -hmm. But also closer to the highest point. Exactly. Um, I think that pretty much sums up my thoughts on this chapter. Uh, No break next week. Next chapter drops on March 13th. Uh, when you're making those comments, I'm sure you, uh, you're you doing at home, you people. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the story going forward. Is Luffy getting back up from this um, to continue to solo Kaido? Are the samurai coming up? Uh, give me your best theories uh, or else. Um, and that takes us into the reread segment. Okay, it's from Luffy knowing pretty much nothing to knowing way too much. <laughs> Indeed, he does really go from a, a very low point to still a pretty low point, but he's got a mission now. He's got an actionable plan that he can uh, put forth. Yeah, yeah. Originally, I was just going to say, I mean, it's Amazon Lily, but <laughs> no, not good enough. <laughs> Not quite as descriptive as perhaps we would like. No, no, no. We like to have more fun. Uh, so, yeah, we're here. Uh, Luffy flies in, makes a big old crater. Eventually, is picked up by the Amazonians here, and that leads to some shenanigans. And uh, eventually, we learn more about the island, and. I think it's kind of neat. Like, originally, I had forgotten that uh, mail doesn't really get delivered out here. So I was like, oh, this this Vice Admiral Momonga guy, he's just here to, like, show off Hancock's personality and powers, which, you know, it, it is used for that. But, like, it's also just because, like, hey, we need you. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. He is there for characterization purposes for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, But also because he has to be because of the world that Oda's created. Yeah. Because I mean, Amazon Lily is in such a strange spot, which is, I mean, they're lucky that they can control these special snakes. (laughs) Yeah. They'd be hardcore stuck. Otherwise being in the middle of the calm belt, specifically where the Neptunians breed, like, Mm -hmm. Oh man. They picked the best spot to be isolated. Good job. Well done, ancient people of Amazon Lily. Chose a good spot. (laughs) Luffy escapes, and he, like, talks to Marguerite, and is like, uh, I need to leave. And then... (laughs) Please help me leave. (laughs) I know I kidnapped you, basically, but, you know, we're friends now. Yeah, yeah. Um... But then he decides to leave her because, I mean, she gets a little weird. But uh, he just kind of is wandering about. And then he gets bored and he's like, well, 
I got to do something. Like, I know where important people live. The big building. Yeah, as high as I can go. Yeah. So he jumps in. He interrupts Boa. And this is like really the first major conflict of this arc. Uh, Before this, it's all been like introduction of the Amazonians and how life is and how they don't understand things. (laughs) Um, But here it's like, oh, man. Not only did you interrupt this very private bath, but you saw the dang thing that uh, we'd rather die than let someone see. Indeed. Serious business, especially considering just recently uh, Hancock showed off how scary she was. Yeah, she kicked a cat. Yeah. (laughs) Later goes on to kick a baby seal on a puppy. It's awful. Too strong. Ugh. But I mean, I I do like the like the lore inside the world that they created to cover up the real reason for the marks on their backs. Like it's it's powerful stuff that they throw out that they were just like, yeah, we I mean, we went and we we took out a gorgon. What do you want? Like we got these <laughs> special powers. Don't look at our backs. It'll turn you to stone. Like come on, yeah. and it seems to have worked pretty good fortunate for them that their three powers uh, happen to be very closely related to uh, what the Gorgon be. Yeah, um, I mean, they... So, they they said in their explanation that well, I mean, the mark is actually from them being slaves to celestial dragons, which is awful, of course. Um, but, like, they, they said that they were fed the devil fruits as, like, a fun thing like the the slavers were like oh yeah this will be let's see what happens i guess so they really they got extremely lucky that it just happened to be well bo's power isn't really related i mean turning to stone fits the gorgon bit but like snake wise not so much indeed Um, unless the three that they were fed were like already in the devil fruit encyclopedia so they fed those three to them specifically because they thought it would be thematic but then like Um, what's the what's the fun aspect that they're getting out of it just like torturing them to be devil fruit users struggle to control their powers they've just been suddenly forced to have they probably also suspected that they could abuse the powers in some way just knowing the little bit we do about celestial dragons. I guess so. We don't know if you've never met a celestial dragon with devil fruit power, but I would think, I mean, if it were me, I would just eat the fruit myself and, and gain a superpower rather than create a slave to do the fighting for me. But that's kind of how the celestial dragons be. So <laughs> that pretty much checks out. Yeah, that's their MO. Um, right, so... Luffy crashes in on this bath, and eventually he uh, deals with some retaliation, except not really. (laughs) He's put up for execution, basically. Um, They don't do a great job of it, though. No, no. I mean, the, the main thing for me here is how quickly Luffy's, like, magic starts to work. Marguerite apparently has spent like just one minute too long with Luffy and now cares about him and trusts him so much that like she's willing to put her life on the line. And then the other two that found him also put their lives on the line. Mm -hmm. Like they know what they're doing by disobeying Hancock for sure. Yeah. She seems like a very reasonable person (laughs) standing up to her. No doubt goes well for anyone who tries. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so yeah, I I did I really appreciated seeing that because uh, I I love that aspect of Luffy just as a character, mm-hmm. and I also like that Marguerite like straight up said it earlier. She was like, "Hold on, if I'm around you any longer, I might start to like you." <laughs> Indeed. Fortunately, didn't get out soon enough for that plan to go well. No, she really screwed up. Uh, but yeah, that's a good little moment for him right before he needs to 
fight the Gorgon sisters. It's an interesting fight because, like, it's not the first time that he's gone against hockey, but it, I mean, it's hockey with training wheels, right? Like, it's obviously shown to be a little bit weaker than Sentamaru's. Like, Luffy can bust through it if he needs to. Yeah, he basically just brute forced it this time. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, it's it, it really shows how Luffy has been using his other powers, like his, his gears, to supplement the lack of hockey, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's really neat to, to see that put, you know, ink to paper there. And also he gets to show off his more impressive hockey anyway. <laughs> hockey plus, you know, Conqueror's <laughs> hockey. And, you know, that proves that he's worthy of a fight as if one-shotting Bakura wasn't enough. <laughs> uh, and then, like, the end hit of this fight is so good because you can just, like, you can almost feel the bliss that just seems to be dripping off of Luffy in the last, like, moment right before the Jet Gatling. He's just surrounded by these two huge enemies. They're throwing out myriad attacks at him where, like, you know, it seems pretty bad. But he just falls back and takes care of it like he was built to do just that. <laughs> Literally built for this exact moment. Yeah. Everything is led up to this. Yeah. Uh, and also it's it's all the more impressive when like if you look at it he didn't he didn't attack the two actual people in that final uh final move like he just hit their flame snakes and uh hair snakes (laughs) so he's controlling it very well uh he does kick them right after this and makes them bonk their heads against each other but like he could have hurt them much more with a jet gatling i'm pretty sure (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, he lights them on fire. So that's still not great, but you're right. Uh, <laughs> I suppose that is not as painful as taking that Gatling to the face. I would assume so. And, well, the fire is important for other reasons, but, like. True. Actually, yeah, when, when her, you know, shirt burns off and it risks exposing the, the mark, um, I'm pretty sure Luffy says to her, like, I don't want to fight you. Like, (laughs) we don't have to do this. We're good. This was just him having fun, basically. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, sure. Fun. I mean, after, after getting tossed around the last time he had a confrontation, I bet this actually was fun for him. Yeah. I appreciate that we got a little bit of good boy Luffy characterization there for him interrupting the fight and putting himself as a, a massive disadvantage by jumping up the covered center stone his back. Yeah, I guess I didn't really think about that. I had kind of considered the fight won by Luffy at that point, but you're right. Like they, they had already shown previously, like they didn't care that the three returned to stone. So they don't, they, they put Hancock above all else. Maybe, maybe there would have been some, uh, collateral damage there. Good point. Good on you, Luffy. Continue being best boy. This really does prove it. Like this, this arc specifically, where he's just as focused as ever, <laughs> but also not. <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes on, like right after that, when Hancock offers him, uh, basically forces him to choose between granting his request of taking him back to, uh, the archipelago on their ship or <laughs> turning marguerite and company back to normal the man doesn't even hesitate <laughs> oh he's yeah. simply genuinely relieved that one of the options was that they would be saved yeah i mean he he's effectively trying to return a favor right like mm-hmm. you saved my life uh let me do the same and if that's not core luffy i don't know what i've been reading pretty much and even beyond that they were only in that situation because they were trying to stand up for him yeah yeah all the more potent is i mean obviously this is like luffy's little mini arc so if he doesn't shine here where is he gonna but this is it makes him look really good (laughs) like he 
I don't know. I didn't, like I said, I didn't care for all of the, like, oh, Luffy's really popular with the ladies. Like, I, he didn't care. I didn't care. <laughs> um, and, like, that has been pretty consistent, too. I know that Oda answered something in an SBS where someone brought up, like, Luffy reacting to Nami in some situation. And he was like, uh... He was with Usopp. They're the same age. That's just how it works. Um, he was just playing along with Usopp. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but I do, I, I do like that there is barely any like romance in One Piece. It's, I don't know, it's just unnecessary. But also, when it's there, it's good. Like the the pudding and Sanji thing. That was like. I don't know, that that had conflict built into it. It wasn't just someone pining over someone, which we get a lot of from Sanji anyway. Mm-hmm. The Sanji pudding thing is complicated, and that kind of makes it believable, you know? <laughs> right, right. Similarly, kind of, this Hancock Luffy thing is not quite as complex as, you know, the Sanji pudding situation, but there's some depth there too. Uh, not very frequently is Hancock A stood up to and B uh, unaffected by her feminine wiles. Yeah, ignored. <laughs> Indeed. Um, so that kind of behavior attracted to Luffy, and Luffy just he doesn't care. <laughs> He's got other things on his mind. Yeah. Mind on this money and money on his mind. Luffy's got big plans and the will to execute them. And no lady's going to stop him. Even yeah. though the lady in question tried to help him out in a big way. <laughs> and couldn't stop him if she tried. Indeed. He she would be hit dead. Him pretty hard. I mean, I'm inclined to think that Hancock could be Luffy point in the series yeah she definitely has a better control of hockey like she doesn't need to turn him to stone to to beat him Indeed. so uh probably could have yeah but uh doesn't have the will no just wants no. to help him out why should she uh yeah i mean luffy gets to have this like little mini celebration which like he, he takes full advantage of the hospitality provided to him and shows them how to party. Yes, he teaches them how to live it up. Because uh, it's right, I mean, right after this is where he learns a lot of bad stuff. The party really takes a downturn for him. Yeah, <laughs> Granny, Granny Neon just, oof, did a number here. Indeed, a real reality check. Yeah, Luffy learns that Boa is a warlord. The Navy and Whitebeard are going to clash. Ace is going to be executed in six days. And that's the headline. (laughs) (laughs) There's there's one way to get close to Ace quick enough, and that's on a Navy ship. It's like, man, all real real capital B bummers here. Oh, yes. Until lovesickness is real. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know what they say in the East. Love is always a hurricane. Love is always a hurricane. <laughs> uh, and like knowing knowing about this lovesickness and Sanji's current situation makes me wonder how he made it out alive. Yeah, I think Sanji's situation might be a step or two beyond terminal, but that makes it all the more impressive. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> uh, Still only in stage two lovesickness. He'll get there. Yeah, well, speaking of Sanji, like, after all of this, we get a, well, we get one brief bit where we get shown Luffy and Boa going on the Navy ship, which I can only imagine how Boa was feeling with Luffy, like, wrapped around her. (laughs) Um, But then we check in with many other key players that are just, uh, scheming and plotting and making moves in some cases mm-hmm. we see the navy freaking out about whitebeard which like yeah i get it um but the warlords are there and garp is doing his own thing checking in on ace who i 
I think, asks Garp to kill him? Is that uh, true? I do not remember that, but... I would he... So, when, when Garp first walks up to Ace, he's just like, Oh man, what have you gotten yourself into now? And then we cut to some other people. Maybe the warlords, I don't remember. Uh, but then we cut back, and Garp just says, like, kill you? No, we've gone way past that. Like, Whitebeard is not going to let this pass. So, I I read that as Ace being like, Garp, man, if it would end this, like, if it would save people, just, just do it. And that is harrowing. That sucks so hard. I don't remember that line specifically, but I believe you, and that is very sad. Very in character for Ace to Mm -hmm. want to die rather than cause this war to happen and possibly risk the lives of his crewmates in particular. Um, Yeah, his family, effectively. Yeah. But it's rough. Garp is right. That wouldn't have stopped anything. Whitebeard still would have come to avenge his boy. Yeah, it's a very surreal moment for these two characters that we pretty much always see as happy-go-lucky. And it, like, it, I don't know, it it hits, man. <laughs> it's rough. Mm-hmm. It's dark, it's gloomy and impelled down. And, like, I know, we all know all the crap that's going to happen from here on. And it's just like, fuck. <laughs> I forgot how much build-up there was to the rest <laughs> You can only imagine the thoughts going through Garp's head as he's sitting in front of his soon-to-be uh, executed grandson. Oh, he must be so sad and disappointed and angry. Like, just this swirl of awful emotions. Mm-hmm. Probably taking everything he has not to just try and bust him out. Oh, and he could. Oh, yeah. Totally. I think, I think <laughs> easily. He, he easily could. <laughs> But, yeah, you know, he'd have people on his butt. And the Navy does have some beefers, so. Yeah. I would love to see that story, though. Some little spinoff where Garp becomes a pirate and lives <laughs> a life on the lamb helping Ace lay low or whatever. But he does also genuinely believe that Ace did it to himself by not living the way he wanted him to. Right, yeah. Garp, Garp always believes that, like he's doing the right thing for some reason he definitely trusts the navy which i don't particularly like but you know whatever but he doesn't trust the celestial dragons which is the strange thing no yeah well especially since he is like he he goes to like the the reverie and all that like Mm -hmm. they still choose him (laughs) (laughs) so all very strange very good but very strange Agreed. we check in with every one of the straw hats in their current situation even Usopp even Usopp <laughs> I thought we could skip him but we do it I was really hoping we Usopp would. and I should say <laughs> right and my man Heracleson I love Heracleson <laughs> So good. Just his fixation on Usopp being like, yeah, that's a good name. Delightful. Oh, boy. It's where are they all at? Uh, so we've got Zorro. Nami. Okay. Oh, well, Zoro. Yeah. I was just going to go in straw hat order, but whatever oh, you like. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, I mean, Nami's on Weather Island with Aria. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that one just makes sense. <laughs> got a dude tying knots that make air move yeah. pretty dope uh not quite sure how that science works out but hey sky island stuff <laughs> <laughs> dials and such don't think about it too hard yeah uh, i mean it's not my job <laughs> yeah pretty much uh zoro we don't know the relevance of where zoro is yet but he's in a spooky place with perona uh still mostly dead so that's not great for him no, no, and Perona's not happy about it either. No, she doesn't have anyone to wait on her hand and foot. This isn't what she asked for. I can't believe she didn't just leave. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what's she gonna do? Just choose a direction and just fly? Uh, yeah. 
problem solved. Yeah, I don't know. Try something. It's been a few weeks, probably, since she was blasted there, because that was on the previous island. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was thinking, oh, maybe she's just searching for people, right? But if she's been there for a while, I think it's safe to conclude at a certain point that there are none. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she was definitely just lounging about. She must have been raiding the kitchen as well. Like, Miha's gonna be pissed when he gets back. <laughs> that was my special you... cheese. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Sanji's having a bad time. Uh... Yes, he is. He is in self-described hell. But you know, you know, grow up. Pretty much. <laughs> uh, uh, let's Frankie, or Farnky, as I have him in my notes, uh, <laughs> is on a very cold mechanical island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Dancing. Still cold after, unfortunately. Um, yeah. But hey, those the, the dog and the two people did join in on the dance with no notes. So <laughs> that's, that's an upside. Yeah, they're very talented. Suspiciously so. <laughs> You and I know that this place is like Vegapunk's hometown. Oh, yeah. So it's now my personal theory that every single resident of uh, Baltimore, that that sounds right, Uh, Uh, of that island is a robot created by Vegapunk because no one could have that level of dance skill. (laughs) So even the dogs slash wolves, I don't remember what it was. Trust no one. Is all I'm saying. Mm-mm. Never have. Uh, let's see. Uh, the locals on Brook Spot think he's Satan. Uh, that's fun. <laughs> and he's finally going to see some panties. <laughs> yeah, long last. And all it took was a little bit of blasphemy. <laughs> it's all good <laughs> in uh, in Frankie Town or Brook, whichever one. They're all the same to me. <laughs> <laughs> um. Robin's all the way back in East Blue on some sort of bridge nation or something. Tequila Wolf is wild. <laughs> 900 years ago, I think they said. So like just out of the void century, I think yeah. that checks out. They yeah. decided, you know what? I hate boats. I would rather <laughs> be carried, I guess, on foot or whatever between island because that's better in some capacity. Let's build bridges between islands. Uh, cool. <laughs> That's a terrible idea. <laughs> yeah. We spent 900 years doing it and we haven't gotten anywhere. Oh, it's an impossible task, especially since they're using, you know, mistreated slave labor. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I can't imagine there's great turnover. <laughs> I can't believe the guy straight up is like, I don't know how you got here, but you're here now. So uh, get to work. Yeah, I like, mean, what the fuck? He's a very simple man, and he's got a job to do. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they just don't check the records very often there. Yeah, if he had like read a newspaper once in his fucking life, yeah, he would know who Robin was. But... God damn! Oh boy. Well, maybe not. I mean, that new wanted poster hasn't been out for all that long, but oh, I guess that's true. Uh, we already touched on Usopp. Usopp isn't real, Jordan. I refuse to acknowledge him. Usopun, sorry. There we go. That guy I know. <laughs> and where's he at? Uh, he is on the... I don't know what the island's called, but the plant place. Bowen Island? Yeah. Forest of Bandits, specifically? Oh, yeah, of course, the Forest of Bandits. I vacation there sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you always come back lighter of wallet. Yeah, much, much heavier in yeah. terms of body size. But Yes, it's worth it. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, so he's having a good time. The animals are bad, but the food is delicious. So uh, it, doing all right. Hey, that's a fair trade. Yeah, I'll <laughs> take it. Uh, and Chopper, in the opposite situation, is on some South Blue birdie kingdom yeah, where birds rule mm-hmm. you feel quite at home there i'm sure uh yes <laughs> absolutely i think that's everybody yeah i hope so <laughs> it feels like everybody so, uh, 
Konami, Usopp, Chopper, Robin, Frankie, Brooke. Yep, that's everybody. I think that's pretty much where it ends, right? Like that Zoro chapter is the last one. Yeah, good old spooky castle. Uh, any other thoughts you had before we move on to the funny business? The hee-haws and such. Yeah, we did not touch on Fisher Tiger at all because like, there isn't much to go off of. But just lore-wise, cool guy. Climbed, climbed up the red line to Mary Joa and just raised hell Indeed. to free a whole bunch of slaves. I love this dude. Fisher Tiger's pretty tight. And we'll get yep. lots more details on that guy a long time from now. <laughs> yes. Uh, but for now, with that done, yes, I am ready for the funny bits. I did not have many. Uh, I had a couple. Again, not many. Start us off, then. One of the first things that happens is Luffy meets a boar on Amazon Willie. This boar follows Luffy around for a little while, and is just kind of there to react to the silly business as Luffy is getting up to. Mm -hmm. uh, and continues to, even after Luffy has eaten him. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very special boar. Yeah, he's very talented. Uh, I think we have to assume because of what this spore does, that by this point in the story, Brooke has re-died, right? Mm -hmm. His devil fruit has spawned again uh, on Amazon Lily, eaten by the boar, and now the boar has Brooke's powers. Yeah, and Luffy just ate it so dang fast <laughs> that there was only a skeleton by the time it got there. Does that mean that Luffy now has Brooke's powers? Well, shit. Why can't he beat Kaido, then? <laughs> well, he hasn't died yet. The powers haven't kicked in. <laughs> Oh, that's what's going to happen next week. Gotcha, gotcha. We the code. I wasn't expecting <laughs> to get there, but... We finally did it. <laughs> One step ahead of you, Oda, every okay. time. Nice try. What you got? Luffy, as he's, <laughs> as he's getting smacked around by the Amazonians, he remembers that he has uh, a Beaver card and, like, what it does. And when he remembers, or while he's thinking of it or trying to remember... As he's being, like, volleyball spiked towards the ground, he's just sitting there crisscrossed with his hand on his chin thinking, it's fantastic. The man's just taking everything in stride. He's so casual. He's made of rubber. Why would he have a bother in the world? Pretty much. Uh, and then, let's see. Uh, turns out I only had one other one, but I put it across several bullet points for some reason, so there you go. Uh, okay. In one of the cover pages, right, the Marines come to capture CP9 for messing up real bad on Andy's lobby. Uh, and they encounter, in trying to do so, scary looking silhouettes of these spooky assassins in their spookiest forms, right? Mm -hmm. Rob Lucci is a big, scary leopard man. Uh, Jabra's there in wolf form. Uh, and Khalifa. <laughs> is over there on the right <laughs> in bubble sheep mode where she creates yeah. the horns by sticking her arms out <laughs> of a bunch of bubbles she created. She just wanted to look like an animal like everyone else, okay? Yeah. I mean, fair enough, but it did not create <laughs> the desired effect, I think. I mean, unless if she was like literally silhouetted like from the perspective of these marine guys. Yes certainly but that would as soon do as something. the shadows clear <laughs> uh i think there's going to be some amused faces going on yeah uh and of course we'd be remiss not to touch on bo's version of looking down on someone which oh, yeah. of course <laughs> is funny on its own but the first time it comes out is especially good it builds over five panels with different levels of zoom to just really really emphasize how ridiculous this move is indeed oda really wanted to drive the point home on that first one. i mean it's fucking weird <laughs> <laughs> but i love it it fits her character so good she turns out to be kind of just a normal person for the most part um and i like it it makes her stand out that's for sure and mm -hmm. cocky pretty consistently rates pretty high on these character polls even though we don't see her that much so i mean i like hancock a whole bunch she's just another 
pretty dang well written character. Aside from the baby seal thing, don't do that, kids. Yeah, <laughs> kittens and puppies are fine. Seals are where we draw the line. Yeah. Seal was like wearing a hat too. So if it's wearing people clothes, you steer clear. That's the rule. They're all wearing hats, but I hear you. I mean, specifically if it's a baby seal. If it's a cat wearing a hat, that's copyright, actually. Yeah. <laughs> this is their documented cases that not going well. So yeah. Oh boy. Uh. Any other you had before we wrap up for the day? Uh, I had a minor one where I did enjoy that the uh, the one Amazonian that was like taking notes the whole time. That was pretty good. But also towards the end, she was making people pay in order to just like touch Luffy before he left. <laughs> so I guess just that character as a whole was a nice little little comedy break. Taking notes on Luffy as though it applied, like his antics applied all across the board to all men. Oh, yeah. And also, Luffy, when she takes the note that is like, all men are made of rubber, Luffy's like, mm, I don't feel like explaining it. So, sure. <laughs> you can just go on thinking that all men can get really fat. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's what it was. Really fat. Yeah. And that was Marguerite. The, the balloon. <laughs> that was delightful. And uh, that's how we're finishing this episode. Neat. With that lovely mental image of Fat Luffy in your heads. <laughs> uh, next week, we'll be covering chapters 525 through 535. So look forward to that in one week's time. Uh, again, no break next week. Next chapter drops on March 13th. Feel free to send in your thoughts on this chapter via email to inheritedwillpodcasts at gmail.com, on Twitter to in- at inherited underscore will, or in a comment on the platform of your choosing. Uh, As always, thanks for listening. Till next time.